I tell you to be different and creative and think this way. A much used business cliche. Kayla. What is outside the box? You got it. We're flying high with the wings and talking all things lacrosse. You're now listening to the Outside the Box podcast right here on Underground Sports Philadelphia. What's going on, everybody? We are back. Welcome to episode number 173 of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. We got a lot to talk about in this episode. A lot of crazy shit has gone down in the world of lacrosse since the last time we recorded. KB coming at you from Underground Studios and back again, three straight episodes. The man, the myth, the legend, my man DJ is back. What is up? What's going on, man? man? Dude. This week, no lacrosse, but a bunch of lacrosse. At this yeah, it was same. like, oh, we're just going to not play games, but we're going to unload every ounce of news you could think of and just drop it on your heads. Make you forget that there was no lacrosse. This right. Week. I was like, okay, cool. We can we can do this whole news cycle thing and catch up with everything. But we're going to talk everything from Paul Rabel's appearance on Late Night with Seth Myers uh, to the nll craziness that is this new las vegas ownership group uh but before we get started podcast wouldn't be possible without our kick-ass sponsors the homies at tomahawk shades guys it's baltimore weekend coming up in the pll kyle harrison returning to homewood he's one of the owners of tomahawk shades if you're going to baltimore the only sunglasses you should have on all weekend are tomahawk shades to rep the goat go to tomahawkshades.com Fill up your car, get the sunglasses, the blue light glasses, everything in between. And when you go to check out, use our code USP to get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. They're releasing a ton of Chris Hogan line stuff now. I'd assume Chris Hogan's going to be playing at Homewood, which will be absolutely bananas. Uh, So go to TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP to get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. Our friends at Stateside Vodka, it's the summer of Stateside. Go get the vodka sodas. The party pack is available on their website. I was at a graduation party this weekend, DJ, and one of my uh, my close family friends that I gave some of these party packs to, handing them out left and right to people that had never heard of Stateside. They were like, this is amazing. This is great. And it's less calories than all those other crappy seltzers that are out there. No seltzer aftertaste. They got the lemon, cucumber, mint. They got the the orange, the pineapple, the black cherry, stateside vodka. It and price wise, it compares with those big name brands. Nineteen ninety nine for an eight pack, you can't beat it. Plus, you don't really know that you're drinking vodka because it's actively hydrating. It's got the electrolytes in it. It's gluten free, kosher, seven times distilled. Stateside vodka, the best in the game. Go to statesidevodka.com. Go get those vodka soda party packs so you can enjoy 
a summer with stateside. And of course, you got to be 21 or older to purchase and please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer doing the damn. If you don't have a stateside in hand, the other hand should have a Kenny in hand. They're doing it big time. They just got a fresh batch of Kenny's rolling up. Go to their Twitter uh, account right now at Kenwood Beer. They tweeted out a giant picture of the entire batch that they got today. If you guess the number correctly, they're going to ship you a case of Kenny's and a free T-shirt. You got to guess it on the dot, though. One guess per person. Kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who has Kenwood on tap so you can enjoy a nice cold Kenny all summer long. Of course, you got to be 21 or older to enjoy and please drink responsibly. Lacrosse hit the late night scene, DJ. Paul Rabel was on late night with Seth Meyers. And I feel like this is something that like the lacrosse community had always wanted to happen. And now that it has happened, it's like, holy shit, like, we're on the map of, like, the globe. We, yeah, everybody now knows what lacrosse is, and lacrosse is going to continue to skyrocket like it has been. It, that was an awesome segment. Seth Myers would be the best lever passer in history. <laughs> <laughs> that I definitely learned watching him pass and shoot. I was like, lever all day. Yes, 100%. Rabel with some jokes asking Seth Myers why he had a professional lacrosse player on late night. But I think the biggest takeaway outside of Paul and Seth, you know, shooting on set was that Paul Rabel dropped the nugget that he eventually sees the PLL being city-based and not tour-based throughout the entirety of this league's existence. Which, to drop that nugget on our heads two weeks into year three of this league is pretty interesting because to me, that tells me the front office of the PLL sees this as a closer timeline thing than I think we expected. What did you make of that news when you probably woke up and saw Paul Rabel said, Oh yeah, we'll probably eventually go to a city based model in the future. Like I told, I told everyone, like I told you so. Yeah. Back year one when the PLL introduced themselves and said they were going to tour, I was like, this isn't going to last too long. They're going to settle down. This is the next big league in the United States, in the world. This is it. And sure enough, it's going to be it pretty soon. When he said that, I think they might be thinking the next couple of years and just completely disbanding the, the MLL. Yeah. These will be expansion teams. There's going to be like two or three teams a year in the next couple of years. Yeah, because, I mean, the way I see it, I still think they'll be on a tour base until they introduce all of the franchises that they gain the rights to from the MLO merger. And I I like the way Paul explained, like, you know, coming out of the gates, we didn't want to be a city-based thing because you have all these fans everywhere. But if you bring your game to the fans... You're going to get a lot more eyeballs and everything on that, which makes a ton of sense. And I love the tour base model. I think it's smart. I think it it's like a it's a weekend event. You know, the tickets are cheap enough to go if you want to go all three days now that it's three days. You can go Friday, Saturday, Sunday for what it costs you to go to like an NBA game or an MLB game for a family of four. You're going for like half the price. Like it's totally affordable. The, the entertainment quality is through the roof and you're going to enjoy like a high energy 
fast-paced, incredible product that they're putting out on the field each and every weekend. The city-based model is interesting now because it gets your brain thinking, and we're going to do the, the typical shtick of probably what everybody's doing, but it's it's a fun thing to talk about. It's like, okay, once this happens outside of the cannons, because we know they'll be in Boston, what cities do these original you know, six, seven PLL teams settle down in? Because there's a lot of options. Obviously, you could go the college route from the way the league started. It was like, oh, we're going to put a bunch of college teammates together and a bunch of guys who went to the same school together. Or you just go a completely different route altogether, depending on who's on the team, what makes sense you know, geographically. I'm intrigued to like eventually see where all of these teams end up that were not original MLL teams. Mm-hmm. I say because I think those original MLL teams are probably going to take the cities that we're in. So that kind of knocks out some cities, you know, uh, New York gets, you know, the Island, I guess, where the, the lizards were, that gets knocked out. Boston's done. Philly's done. Uh, I guess Chesapeake is done. Denver's done. Dallas is done. Chesapeake's interesting to me because you have the whip snakes too. And it's like, do you build that inner almost inner city rivalry and have like that Annapolis versus Baltimore Kind of showdown type thing, or I don't know if you even put the whip snakes in Annapolis. I yeah, I'm it, saying I like the whip snakes would play at the yeah. Raven Stadium, Seattle. Yeah, there's a lot. Not necessarily be called the Seattle whip snakes, could be called the Washington whip snakes. True, you know, you know, in Washington, but I think like that'll go better with the the whip snakes, you know. Like, it's a lot yeah. more than it is over in Annapolis. So we're going to go through all the teams. You and I are going to make our list. We'll put it out on social, see who agrees with who and who makes us sound like idiots and like, oh, we totally forgot that that place exists. Um, so let's start with the champs. We'll go Whip Snakes first. They're the first of the original six. I feel like they have to put them in Maryland because... They have such a strong connection. Like they're one of the few PLL teams of the original six that still have a bunch of the collegiate guys on their team. It's like them and the Redwoods really that stuck with like the Notre Dame and the Maryland like roots and like this is our foundation. They could play at the, the Raven Stadium. You could play them at Maryland because that would be a draw and a half. Um, and then you have that built-in rivalry of the interstate, you know, almost inner city rivalry where you have the Bayhawks and the Whip Snakes that everybody clamored for uh, after the, the Bayhawks were like on their way to potentially winning the bubble championship. And then everything happened with the, the COVID breakout. Everyone, th- that's an automatic like ticket. That's like, you know, you, you build your Lakers, Clippers, your Knicks, Nets, Whipsnakes, Bayhawks right there, and then it's going to sell out every single weekend. And I think that would be more of a rivalry than the made-up rivalry we have of Whipsnakes Atlas. Yeah, much better, honestly, even though for whatever reason that rivalry is insane. but It makes no sense. It is such a fabricated rivalry. Yeah, like what? 
It's not a rivalry until both teams have multiple wins. <laughs> Atlas has never beaten Whipsticks. Ever. I'm sorry. It makes no sense. I'm like, how do you hate these guys so much when you just constantly beat them? It, it's truly oh. like Pedro Martinez having to call the Yankees his daddy. Atlas <laughs> has to call Whipsticks their daddy because yeah. they, until they win multiple games, you can't say it's a rivalry because Whipsticks have dominated them in every single matchup. Every single one. It's, I don't know. I think Washington might be the better place, though. Or, yeah, I mean, you could go Washington State, or you could even put the Whipsnakes in D.C. Yeah, yeah. And figure something out, you know, have them play somewhere, you know, at the, the Washington football team, same because it's technically in Maryland. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think having that built-in rivalry would just sell tickets out the ass. And I think once they go city based, they're probably gonna start building stadiums too. <sighs> Which would be him. Oh, I didn't even think Whipsnakes could play at Audi Field too. Yeah, but the, they, the MLS tired. stadium. They're gonna be tired of renting out soon. They're gonna end up building their own stadiums. Yeah. I, I think that's gonna come shortly. That after. would be fire. Shortly after they settle down in cities, they're gonna As soon as the Whipsnakes have their own stadium, guaranteed it's called the Snake Pit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be so dope. Yeah, they, they would totally play at the MLS stadiums. I totally, like, blanked on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Whipsnakes play them at Audi Field. Yeah. Um, and then you have the built-in Bayhawks rivalry because, obviously, mm-hmm. they're going to play at the Navy Yard. Uh, let's go with – we talked about – let's go Atlas. They started as the Hopkins team. Now, not so much. Not at all. <laughs> they don't really have an identity. No. Wow. Um, maybe San Antonio. That would be cool. I wouldn't hate that. Because I'm curious, like, because I don't know if we know all of the details of, like, the acquisition of the MLL. Like, how much of, like, the the folded franchise stuff mm-hmm. is involved with the the acquisition? Like, do they have the rights to use like the Rattlers name? Like, right, right. Could they bring the Dallas Rattlers back? Like, exactly. that, obviously the Connecticut Hammerheads is right now, but mm-hmm. do they have like the potential to bring back some of these like dormant, extinct teams? Exactly. Which would be awesome. I mean, I think now that I'm cool. looking at it, though, there are a couple Denver guys on this Atlas team. Yeah, yeah, Trevor, you got Eric Law. You got to think, it, especially if they had the acquisition, the Denver Outlaws are coming back. Totally. Denver Outlaws are totally going to play in Denver. Um, but do you do, like, another team in Colorado? Do you do it in that proximity of, like, that, like, do you put them in Vegas? The Vegas Atlas? Salt Lake City Atlas? Salt Lake City. I wouldn't hate Salt Lake City. Especially since they seem to like put Salt Lake City on the tour map a bunch. Yeah, when they did the the bubble there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Salt Lake would be about you, it. You got three Denver guys on this roster right now, and I know it's not a lot, mm-hmm. but at least it's like something. It's something, yeah. Um, Bart to go off of. I wouldn't hate Salt Lake City, except I feel like the Archers end up in Utah. No, no, no. Want the archers in Atlanta? 
Man, that's you true. Get, you can get the ratty boy to stay for like Ever. 10 more years and then back to Atlanta. <laughs> I feel like it's between Atlanta and, and Utah just because you have you have the bunk bed boys. I say the only problem with Atlanta is if they have the acquisition and they can bring the Blaze back. Yeah. We'll probably put them back in Atlanta. So, I mean, yeah, you have to ship it around and send the archers to Salt Lake, but then, you know, where you put Atlas. Put Atlas. LA? That would make a lot of sense. Los Angeles Atlas? That would make a ton of sense. Because the Atlas are, like, this, like, beloved, like, they're very Lakers-esque. <laughs> Like guys, and then a bunch, a bunch of role players that aren't really doing it. Right, like they are pre-LeBron Lakers, post-Kobe Lakers, like for their star. Like, and their fans are in like such denial about them being in a rebuild, and then like, I guarantee, as soon as the Atlas like end up breaking like their streak of not making the playoffs, whenever it is, they're gonna be like, we suffered so long to get through. (laughs) Like no other team knows the struggle that we've been through. Like we we got blown out in the first overall pick game. We we only won one game in the bubble. That's gonna be Atlas fans. They're gonna be like they're gonna be like, and it's only gonna be like two or three years from now. So it's right. Like years until you don't know the struggle of the drought we went through. And we traded like, oh, all of our players. We can just watch our guys vlog and know everything. <laughs> Yo, I swear no Atlas players are ever going to come back on this podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> your fault. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, it's never going to And We've had Atlas guys, too. They probably hate us. It's probably like <laughs> Cade Van Rapport's unfollowed us. I'm sorry, Cade. Yeah. He, he's been balling. He's been balling. Oh, he was a great interview, too. Like, Cade has the, too. He's got the open invite. I, I totally think LA now that you said it. Yeah, I think LA is perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's go Archers. We talked about it a little bit there, but the only reason I think Salt Lake is just because they have the bunk bed boys, Gittleman with them, coaching at Utah. Like, it just seems like a natural fit. Atlanta makes a lot of sense too, but I think Atlanta also makes sense for the Redwoods. Even though like Ohio and like Indiana makes a ton of sense too for Notre maybe Dame, maybe Indiana but not Ohio. Ohio only because Nat coaches there. And no. when I went to Ohio, <laughs> I refuse to let that team be in Ohio. No. <laughs> DJ being the Michigan man, yeah. um, the only reason is is because Nat coaches in Ohio. When we went to Ohio for first round of the playoffs that was the first time i had ever seen like a fan base pop out for a team and i'm sure it was like nats college guys and like a bunch of like the notre dame guys coming and coming to ohio um my squad came down actually from adrian college yeah like the place was loaded it was insane but the only reason i say atlanta for redwoods too is because miles and they always market the atlanta weekend with miles but I think they could be that team that's the oddball place like Memphis. Or like that would be kind of fire. Or like Charlotte or something. Yeah. Because like they they all like played in the ACC. So like they're right. 
familiar with that area. So like they could also be Miles like, is a Duke guy. Yeah. Like if it's not Indiana because of Notre Dame, it's gotta be it's gotta yeah. be that middle ACC area. I feel like they'd end up doing like a whip snakes thing where if whip snakes play in, in DC or in Maryland, like they'll put Redwoods put in Indiana. Have them play at Notre Dame or something, and oh yeah, that would yeah, I'd be at a, quite a few games. <laughs> would paint because I hate Notre Dame. It's the funniest thing. Like before, like we did like all the media stuff, and like I picked the Redwoods as my team as like first year. Like we all picked teams, and it was like, all right, who's gonna win the title? I went all in on the Redwoods, mm-hmm. and I hate Notre Dame football. I hate Notre Dame. Like they're just, it's so weird. Like. Like everybody knows, I'm like from South Jersey, and Notre Dame is like the college version of the Dallas Cowboys to me. It's like there is no reason that you should be a Notre Dame fan living in South Jersey, and yet I'm surrounded by Notre Dame fans. It's like who raised you? (laughs) Anywhere but South Bend, there should be no Notre Dame. It makes no sense. But I love I love the guys on the Redwoods. Most of them are Notre Dame guys. Makes no sense. I only watch the lacrosse team. It makes no sense. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like they'd get like put them in Indianapolis. Yep, it's a destination yep. city. Yep, I feel like that would make a lot of sense. But man, they have they have such a fan base in Atlanta. Atlanta Redwoods would be sick. But I don't want them blowing leads. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. getting the Atlanta curse. That's why you can't be having them there. I know. It's going to pain me, too, if they're not a Philadelphia team. Well, Philly's going to get the barrage. Yeah. It's just just like, I say it all the time. What's a barrage? Like, a mascot should be, like, a tangible thing. A barrage is just like, what are we in? Why is our mascot an adverb? (laughs) (laughs) That's actually a really good question. (laughs) I was thinking more about the jerseys that the PLL is going to be able to play. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to forget that you don't have an actual mascot because I'm mean, true. The teams have an actual mascot. <laughs> it's going to be a walking bee. Chaos or just they're totally in Canada. Ooh. They're totally the Canada team. Whether yeah. it's like Ontario, put them in Toronto, like. Montreal, whatever. They're totally going to Canada. Yeah, they got to be in Canada. Though. Andy Towers is like the prime minister of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like everybody on his team has Canadian ties of some sort. The Pat Gregoire tweet from the uh, the college draft where <laughs> there's like the screenshot of Andy like checking things off his list. And Pat just had a map colored in of Canada next to Andy. <laughs> and then it was Andy looking up like, Smiling yeah. with the pen in his, I was like, "That is the perfect tweet." Yes. Oh. Chaos is totally the designated Canada team. Definitely. Canadian chaos. And I mean, um, they're red and black and white. They can just roll. Oh yeah, dude. The scorpion with the Canadian flag. Oh, oh! Right in the middle of the maple leaf. Clean. They Clean. Would they would love it. Canada would lose their minds. <laughs> Um, so we got Chaos, Archers, Atlas, Redwoods, Whips, Chrome's an interesting one. Chrome, put him in Miami. 
Yeah, you kind of got fit to. that Miami Vice they're, vibe. Their colorway, you kind of got to put them in Miami. Put Miami. You could put them North Carolina because you got a couple Duke guys. You got like Gutterding. You got Jordan Wolf. North Carolina wouldn't be bad for them. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, My, Miami Knights Chrome though would be. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Miami Chrome is, is the way to go. That would be unbelievable. Although they do have a lot of Canadian guys too, they could put them in another spot in Canada. That's true. That and have two true. Canadian teams. That would have to be the Toronto team though, because they got like the sauce, the flair. Yeah. The swag. They're 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 the ones that are like yeah, great. Totally. Just like the Maple Leafs. We're here, but we're not going to do much. Oh, you put you put them in Toronto, and you put Chaos in Calgary. Oh yeah, yeah. And Calgary Chaos. Yep, I like it. We're gonna. That's have exactly really what team. it is. We're gonna have a really good team. We're gonna make it really close. And then we'll we have a superstar. Man, <laughs> these teams are these teams are really matching up to other <laughs> other professionals. Just can't play defense. <laughs> no defense, none whatsoever. Um, so we got those, and then which is funny. Oh, Water Dogs. Oh, the expansion team that never had a home city. Are they New York City? Yeah. I wouldn't like it. Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. Because you know they're going to try to tie it in with some bar stool thing. Put them in Detroit. Just put them in Detroit. Wouldn't hate that. I'm trying to think of like, or maybe like a hotbed. Maybe Chicago. Chicago would make a lot of sense. Because then you'd have, if, if the Redwoods are in like Indiana, Indianapolis. Or, or up in Minneapolis. Where they're gonna go? That this too. That that kind of give a little homage to the Lakers. Cause then we have, cause we have five more teams that are like on on that dormant status. Yeah. So that's thirteen. So you would still have an odd number. So you'd assume they're gonna bring in either a brand new franchise or revive an old one. Yep. It's gonna be interesting how they do divisions, if they do divisions. And imagine they start bringing in a or bringing in a new while also reviving an old. So they bring in some 
bring in the beans, but then they also bring back. <laughs> they also bring Can you imagine the beans became a real team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would lose it. I'd have to be a fan. I'd have, that'd be that'd have to be my secondary team. They would the have to. beans. Yeah. I would collapse. <laughs> they simply like, pass away. The beans and the blaze, you know, and they just do it like that. Like every time they. There's your baked beans. They, yeah. <laughs> I set you up for that. <laughs> Bean, like we were talking before we started recording, how like some teams have like the front patch jersey. If Bush's baked beans is not the front patch jersey for the beans, we're I doing something be wrong here. Highly upset. <laughs> I will be heated. Um. I'm not buying the jersey if it's not Bush's. Right? <laughs> It'll be interesting how they do divisions, though, and, like, how they – if once they go city base, how they kind of navigate that because they're, like, the first league that never started city-based, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So they have no divisions set up. They have, well, I guess they probably already started thinking about that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably far behind. Oh, yeah. We're probably, like, light years behind where they are. They probably have, like, binders filled with, like, Dude, each they got, year. They got that whiteboard up with the, with the country on it, and they've got, like, 32 teams already. Right. The cities they're going to be in. The names, everything all picked out. It's, like, it's in a safe, and it's, like, all right, year seven, undo the safe. <laughs> File cabinet. Year eight. Here it is. <laughs> Oh, here's the plan for year eight. <laughs> let's let's see. Year three, we're gonna come back from COVID in week one. Matt Gaudet is gonna lose his fingertip <laughs> per Austin Stott. <laughs> Written right here. It's like <laughs> they're just like the TVA and Loki. <laughs> Owen Wilson works for the PLO. Oh man. <laughs> Little do we know. <laughs> wow. Um yeah, I, I thought that getting dropped on late night was significant because it just makes it seem like it is much closer than we anticipated. Yeah, I think it's – I thought it was going to be 10 years, 15 years. I think it's closer to five to eight. Which is crazy to think about. Because yeah. even if they go, like, year by year with introducing, like, one team at a time, which would be so agonizing. Very. <laughs> It's like, come on, bring me two teams. Like, do it. Let's let's do it this way. Three, like, there's so so much talent, so much talent, just sitting watching from home. Right. I want to play. And the amount of college guys that are going to be coming out over the next couple of years. Yeah, like we got to get these guys on teams. Like, which like (laughs) we didn't even mention like Tahoka's in the transfer portal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Where is he going to go? Oh, Chaos could also end up at Albany. Yeah, they do have a lot of Albany guys. Yeah, they're either in Canada or they're in Albany. I think you got to go You got to go to in Canada. Just yeah. So you can start stretching up there as well. Like, I don't know who we put in Albany, but Archers, maybe they could go back. They stay in Connor Fields. Put Atlas in Albany. They don't have an identity. Let's just give them one. <laughs> we can just move them wherever we want. <laughs> They're like the queen on a chessboard. Yeah, just go wherever it wants. Oh, LA isn't working for Atlas. Let's move over. Here. We're going to relocate. That's going to be interesting, too. That's something that, like, 
it's a player run league. So mm-hmm. there's no owners. Like when yeah. you're city based, like how is that going to work? It's not. Like I, that just popped in my head. It's not. Like is RJ going to be an owner? <laughs> Who gets the rights to RJ? I'll tell you right now. If RJ is an owner, that team is not winning. They're all eating chicken burritos for dinner every night. <laughs> Where are they winning it? Cheese steaks that are actually yeah. just salad. <laughs> Literally. Who gets the rights to RJ, though, if you're city-based? Because not every team's going to be in the same place then. Man. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, well, that just opens up a lot of jobs. We need some more RJ. True. Just gonna need more RJ. We need RJ. Everything's gonna come back to Loki. We need RJ variant. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. RJ's gonna have a lot of interns. Yes, a lot. Of <laughs> and for more than just, hey, can you give me a chicken burrito? <laughs> can you can you sprinkle lettuce on my cheesesteak? Yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's gonna be, hey, can you go to Boston and do this game for me? <laughs> Put on this wig and this shirt. You're RJ. <laughs> <laughs> and snap. <laughs> See ya. I love RJ. Uh yeah, dude, imagine if it is in like the near future and like Chris Hogan's still playing in Boston. And he wins another chip. He didn't even play in Gillette. He wins another chip and they put the banner up and Gillette just does. They retire his jersey. Yeah. He's <laughs> got both both logos. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that would be amazing they got they just got the Patriots logo shooting out the cannons <laughs> that's an that's an interesting topic that just popped in my head before we go to the Las Vegas news which player from each team gets their jersey retired first well sadly cannon is going to be because yeah, he's gonna be one of the first ones to go. It's a great way for him to end his career in a full circle. Um, Redwoods, we know, obviously. Uh, wow, actually, Redwoods have two. Like that could go at the same time. Even though, well, I think it'll be Kyle Harrison because he played longer. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they could still retire Greg's number. And don't forget about Nick. He's a legend. True. Nick Costello will fight you. For, for not <laughs> so I'm gonna make sure I do. I'm gonna go for my track. That'll be the that'll be the clout retirement. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're gonna get you're gonna tweet it out. I'll let you deal with that one. But I mean, yeah, they got a couple guys. Uh, wow, that I'm, that one I'm not even gonna try and answer. Uh, I'll leave you up to that one. Do they retire Paul's number with Atlas? Is I think it'll gonna, be. I think the first one will be Trevor with Atlas if he stays. It's gonna be a Jordan retiree where every team is just like nobody can wear ninety nine. That would be wild. He just retires and he just writes it in the rule book. No one can wear ninety nine. That would be wild. <laughs> there's not that many guys that wear ninety nine anyway. No, no, there's only a few. Uh oh, what's his? La- I can't remember his last name. His first name's Jaden. He plays in Notre Dame now. He's yeah. Pretty- He's gross. He wears ninety nine. But yeah, I don't. That would know. be crazy. He, he probably will. He probably just write it in the rule book. <laughs> it's my <laughs> number, am, guys. I am 99. <laughs> Basketball. 
I think I think Trevor will be the first Atlas guy. If he stays with them long enough, he'll be the first Atlas guy. Yep. Uh, Archer. Archers. Is it a Holman Manny dual retirement? Maybe if if Scott, Scotty Ratty goes Scotty Ratliff too. Yeah, he might go first. It all depends on which one of them goes first. Those three will definitely get it yes. in the rafters. I think Gittle will and get it. oh and Tom Schreiber, duh. Oh yeah, but how, those yeah, four. He, he might be first. Those four are definite it, locks. Well. Joe Walters will get it from Redwoods too. Yes, yes. He's on our, our restricted roster right now. Yeah, we he's like played play. one game, I think. We need to put him on the the active, active. roster before someone comes. Come and on, take him. come on, Nat. Let's. <laughs> They're gonna come take him. <laughs> Uh, Chaos, Blaze. Yes, definitely Blaze. Um, Jack. Josh Byrne. Yes, Josh. Jack as well. Jack oh. Rowlett. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he wears 99. Oh, he does wear 99. I think he's the yeah. only other guy that he's I can be, think of. He's going to get grandfathered in. Yeah. He's going to get grandfathered He's going to be like Mariano Rivera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh... Chrome. JG. Gutterding. Yeah, Jordan Wolf, maybe. Yeah. Joel John. White. Ooh, yeah, Joel White. John Rannigan. Connor Farrell. Oh yeah. Connor's a big part of that squad. But John Rannigan might Galloway. Be. John Rannigan just might be the first because he might just True. Him him or Joel White. Yeah. Uh, water dogs will be interesting because <laughs> that team just keeps rotating guys in and out. <laughs> I think it's gonna be Drew Snyder, though. They seem to like him a lot. It might be Drew, maybe Jake Withers, maybe, yeah. Uh, or I know Schlossy's gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> True, he keeps balling the way he is. Yeah, god damn. They got some other studs. We know Sowers is gonna get it. Oh, Zach Courier might get it from Water Dogs yeah, if he stays there. Probably gonna get it. Um, who are we forgetting? Cannons. Oh well, I guess we talked about them with Lyle Brody. Brody, yes, because he played with them MLL. I don't know. Get rid of Jack Kilty. He might be like their staple for a while. Yeah. So he's probably he might end up retiring there and getting the jersey. I feel like there's a squad with it. Oh, the Whipsnake. Oh, duh. Every <laughs> fucking player on that roster? Yeah. Zed, Matt. Zed, Rambo, yeah. the entire defense, Burnlore, yeah. Nardella. Jay Carlson, Don Hall. Earhart. It's literally their entire goddamn roster. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, uh... uh we're just... <laughs> We're gonna come. We're gonna wear Roman numerals now because every number's retired. <laughs> yes, literally. Um, TV is gonna end up getting it. I mean, yeah, like, leading in faceoff percentage. RP three. I believe in wins and ground balls. Yeah. So. RP three. Miles Jones. Jules. Yeah. Surge. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of guys that end up getting their numbers yeah. retired by their teams. Yeah. That's why I'm trying to get a bunch of these jerseys. Right? 
I had it before I was retired. Before I was retired and before they changed jerseys like a thousand times. Oh I need to get an old Chrome jersey. Here's the evolution for you. I need to get a 2020 Chrome jersey because yeah. the, the fact that they changed that is criminal. I, I, I don't like it. I don't. The swirl stink. Didn't they change the numbers too? I think I was looking at that and they made the numbers not chrome. No, not like they were before. Which is just an atrocity. Makes sense. That um, just sense. that should be illegal. They, huh. Who is that Adidas designing jerseys right now? Oh, don't tell me they took them down. Are they already taking jerseys down? Ladies and gents, if you're listening to the podcast, it's because I'm looking. Oh, here we go. They still have them. And they're on sale. (laughs) Let's go. What what are they off now? Like 20 bucks off? Uh, So instead of 90, they're 72. Yeah, 18 bucks. I'll let it dwindle down a little bit more. I need the gutty 2020. It's weird that the black chrome jersey is their away jersey. Yeah, yeah. You would think that would it never make sense to me that a white jersey is your home jersey. Your home jersey should be showing off your colors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then away, it's just like, oh, here's our white jersey with accented colors. Yeah, I need this chrome jersey. Like, but I, guess, I guess it's more of the dark is to show off your colors and. and Intimidation or something. Yeah, it's so weird. I I love how in the the write up of this jersey too, it like says featuring a chainmail graphic pattern. Why did you change it? Literally, literally. (laughs) I need answers. And uh, I think we need to see more mismatch uniforms as well. Like chaos. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't hate that. The archers rocking orange on blue would be pretty nice. That would be sick. Or the the dark dark purple water dogs and the light purple shorts. Give me a glow in the dark redwoods jersey Ooh. with the neon. And just shut the lights off. <laughs> Night game. Turn the lights off. <laughs> Yo, imagine Chrome Redwoods Night Game glow in the dark. Redwoods have like that neon yellow, and then Miami Vice Chrome glow in the dark. Oh, come on. Glow in the dark ball. Oh my god! Put I need the, it. Put something on the pipes, make them make them shine a little bit. Those like strip LED lights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I you'll know. know when somebody hits the crossbar too, because the lights gonna get smashed. <laughs> the lights are gonna die. <laughs> Yo, and then you get the ones that like dance to the music, and then whenever somebody scores, They're like, the lights are going to the goal song. Yeah. Also, can can we get players like designated goal songs? Hello. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> right. I need it. Like, pick a goal song, or have like, have like two or three, and just doom. We, we need teams coming out separately. Right. I don't. I don't hate song. the. I don't hate the dual entrance, but for the championship game, give me separate entrances. At least, yes. Yeah, or like the playoffs. Give me separate entrances. The intro music too. Yeah. Because like it was fire 2019 when they came out to Meek Mill. Yeah, in Philly, I was like, "All right, let's go." There's no better way to do it. Let's do this. You can't. You can't come out to anyone other than Meek Mill in Philly. I was like, "We need. We need it now. Let's go." I don't know why. Yeah, I would like it better if they were doing. Yeah, they're they're going for the soccer vibe, which I get. But do it in the regular season. 
postseason, separate entrances, introduce each team, introduce the captains. Yeah, yeah. We need to put a bug in Chuck Lott's ear. (laughs) And, like, let's also get, like, a a full pregame show. Yes. A full halftime show. Please. Please. Like, instead of all these podcasts, give these people a job. Right. Come on. It would grow if we were all just, the four of us were sitting across from each other at a table. It would be electric. And you could just have, and, like, different channels or whatever different streaming platforms have different analysts yep you Just have like tnt has a different analyst than espn has a different analyst than CBS. why why don't we have a pregame show at least like a, a pregame show like i can kind of get the post game right now because the games are so like back to back but yep. give us a pregame show at least like pregame show with like Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week. And it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. You could have a regular one. You have a gambling one. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you got to do. <laughs> like, that needs to happen. Yeah. I'll talk about who I'm going to ask about that because uh, later this week, special guest, you guys are hearing it first. It's no confirmed date yet, but allegedly this week, the one and only Mike Rabel is coming on OTB. Keep in mind. It was like- bound to happen, and uh, you guys will know exactly when it's happening when I get the information, but it is in the works gonna happen you'll know can't wait for it very excited to have mike Rabel on the show um but speaking of like what we need we needed lacrosse in las vegas and we're getting it the nll had their their big uh reveal of the ownership group today in vegas which was all fine and dandy loved it obviously the ownership group led by joe Sai, owner of the brooklyn nets big lacrosse guy uh Already owns the San Diego Seals, big Yale lacrosse donor, investor in the PLL, in the NLL. And uh, he was like, yeah, if it's going to go to Vegas, we're going to do it big. So Wayne Gretzky, part of the ownership group, Dustin Johnson, PGA Tour golfer, legend, part of the ownership group. Uh, and he was brought in by Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky recruited Dustin Johnson. And then Josiah also bringing in his head coach from the Brooklyn Nets, Steve Nash part of the ownership group of this Las Vegas NLL squad, which doesn't have a team name yet, but I think it's going to involve fire because their slogan that they're using is coming in hot. Their hype video involved the desert. It's going to be something involving like heat. They use, they're using the, I love it. Dwayne Wade video for every response. 
It's like, is Dwayne Wade part of the ownership group too, guys? Like, <laughs> shout out to the Las Vegas lacrosse account, though. They followed us. We were the first media outlet they followed that wasn't like big time, like Sportsnet or ESPN or anything. So, shout out Las Vegas lacrosse. Um, the big thing that caught my eye outside of the press conference and stuff, which was fun, it was like kind of like introducing like the concept of them bringing it to Vegas. This is what I was hyped about. One, they streamed it on Twitch. Don't remember the NLL doing anything on Twitch because everything's been through Bleacher Report with their contract that they have with, with Turner Sports and everything. The other thing was the corporate sponsors listed on that live stream. Sleeper. For those of you who don't know, the fantasy sports app Sleeper is a corporate sponsor of the Las Vegas lacrosse franchise. Hello, fantasy NLL. It is finally here. That all but guarantees we're getting fantasy lacrosse, at least for the NLL, which the way the NLL and the PLL work symbiotically, it's going to be on its way there for the PLL as well. The fact that it's through Sleeper, which is one of the biggest fantasy sports apps now, thanks to the fantasy footballers. Hello. Like, as soon as I saw that logo, I said, there's just no way. And here we are. Sleeper, corporate sponsor of Las Vegas Lacrosse. Jeff Sonic, please be listening. Please, please come on the podcast. Please get one, come on the podcast. Two, get that over to the PLL. Let's get some PLL please. fantasy as well. I'm so, I hope they unveil fantasy this year with the NLL. It will be so good. Because I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm so ready for it. It'll like – that's a built-in segment on every podcast, on every pregame show. It's just instant content. Fantasy player of the game. Here it is. It's too simple. The amount of interaction you'll get from casual fans because you have a fantasy sport is huge for the growth of the game. And, like, ever since we started this podcast, we've been talking about fantasy lacrosse. We did it, like, old-school, like, rotisserie baseball style way and we were like keeping track of stats on an excel sheet the first year we were doing this podcast and like the fact that it is going to be at the tip of our fingers on an app as big as sleeper that has the audience it does hello fantasy lacrosse so very nice to meet you can i have this dance please like and let's make it long i am over the moon that sleeper is on board with the NLL right now because it was big when they announced that bet MGM was going to be the gambling sponsor fantasy lacrosse on sleeper, the way that they use their app and their website, like you're going to be able to do mock drafts. You're going to be able to do all types of stuff on there and it's going to get kids involved. The amount of kids that play fantasy football right now is astronomical. You see PLL weekends in these vlogs. You see it all over the place. You see pregame pictures at NLL games. It's all kids. Not kids that are going to be like, Dad, download Sleeper for me so I can play fantasy lacrosse. And get on here so I can beat you. Hello. Yeah, come here so I can give you to work. Um, Like, if this happens, which 99.9% looks like it's going to, like, we're totally having like outside the box like fantasy lacrosse leagues. It's gonna happen. Like, I am so pumped. 
Now we're going to have fantasy lacrosse. It's it's been a long time. It's it's been a long time in the making. I'm I sure. sent you that screenshot, and you were like, sleeper? Yeah, like, instantly, I was like, no way. Like, what? Sleeper? I was blown away. I was blown yeah. away. I and then I just, speechless. I, I saw it, and my jaw dropped. I was like, I have to tweet this, because like I feel like nobody's talking about this. I feel like a lot of people don't know. A lot of people do still use ESPN. Saturday yeah. Fantasy stuff, which is a good app. But it's I mean, okay. It's not better. Than the sleeper. best. They're gonna they're gonna play lacrosse fantasy on sleeper and they're gonna leave ESPN. Sleep like what a genius move by sleeper. Huge. What a genius move. And I hope some lacrosse manufacturer, some video game manufacturer is listening because I mean, Please. you could take the same move that sleeper is taking if you want to take up the oh video God. game. You will surpass every video game manufacturer on the. All this, uh, this is not an ad for Sleeper, but if they want to sponsor us, like, that come on down, guys. We're open for business. Like, Las Vegas is open. We're open all the time. Come on <laughs> through. Uh, and then the other sponsor, Flexa, which I didn't know who they were at first. Uh, but from some research I did, Googled some things, uh, they look like they are a crypto bank, which, again, innovative huge for the league um it's their their twitter bio is the fastest most fraud proof payment network in the world flex is honored to help launch the nll's newest franchise right in the heart of las vegas welcome at las vegas lax that's their pin tweet so i'm gonna read their press release to see if there's any info here because this is like kind of brand new uh so they're partnering with the nll uh, leading pure digital payments network to help launch the new franchise. And Flex is the world's fastest and most fraud-proof payments network, helping merchants around the world accept dozens of digital currencies, including cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ether, which is Ethereum, Dogecoin, and Zcash, instantly and with zero fraud. Uh, through this strategic relationship, Flex is expanding its presence in the Las Vegas Valley as it continues to help consumers unlock the power of their digital assets in stores, restaurants, at the fuel pump, and more. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so ipso facto, you're going to be able to pay for lacrosse tickets with crypto is my thought process from this. Okay. Which okay. crypto is like one of those things that it's like, the more you try to figure out what it is, the more ridiculously difficult it gets. Yep. Um, but like a ton of people are using it and out West, like the Las Vegas, that Silicon Valley area too, as you go more West to San Diego, like I think this is a smart move by the league to get involved in crypto now and have it as a, a viable pay option for, for fans. And if you can use it in the arena, I'm sure that's going to be big. I think that's the way they're going to go with this. And like, I'm sure there's going to be more that kind of unravels itself, but the league getting involved with, with crypto, I think is massive just for like the trajectory of where they're going to go from where they were five years ago to five years down the road. Yeah. It brings in a separate audience, you know, a separate type of a different type of people, the people who do crypto nine times out of 10 don't play lacrosse. I don't, <laughs> don't know a lot of lacrosse players that have the time to cryptocurrency, you know, trade on the cryptocurrency 
platform, whatever, you know, whichever platform they do choose to use, but it's, it's time consuming. So that's a separate audience they're bringing in. Yeah. I mean, the way that the league has, the NLL has expanded partner wise over the past two, three years now is absurd. Like they've partnered with Geico. They partnered now with sleeper. It looks like, like they are, getting these sponsors in here that are going to just help build the credibility of the league. And I think that's one of those things that they've been looking for for a while to where it will eventually get to where if you guys have been rocking with us since day one, Nick Sikiewicz said on episode one of OTB that he wants this to be a 30 to 32 team league. He wants this to be a league where guys don't have to work a nine to five as well as playing lacrosse on the weekends. He wants this to be, we have lacrosse, Sunday to Saturday, like playing all week long, which that is like drooling at the mouth goal of every lacrosse fan is to have lacrosse on TV every single night. And I feel like with these two partnerships going to Las Vegas, having Wayne Gretzky as one of the owners of a team along with Steve Nash, Dustin Johnson. So now you're bringing in NHL fans who might not be into the lacrosse scene. NBA fans who are now finding out that Steve Nash has a lacrosse background and shout out the Victoria Shamrocks in his intro video. And you're bringing in the golf world with Dustin Johnson, who's one of the most recognizable faces in the PGA, along with Josiah, who everybody knows in the lacrosse community. Plus, from a business standpoint, he's massive. I looked up his net worth today and my I my eyeballs popped out of my head. Like I felt like a Looney Tune. Um, Joe, if you want to fund our company, like Let's sit down. Let's let's talk some numbers. Like we'll we'll work something out here. Just get me out of my you know retail job. Let's go. Um, <laughs> let's get us an HQ. We'll get DJ working for us. We'll get everybody who's been working for us over the past four years in an HQ, and we'll make it happen, Joe. Um, I think the the ownership group alone massive step just for like recog- like recognizable faces. To be like, oh, wow, like the great one, which they kept referring to Wayne Gretzky as, is involved with this league. Steve Nash is involved with this league. Dustin Johnson. And now you're going to Vegas. You're playing at Mandalay Bay. Super famous spot in Vegas. The the possibilities are endless for this team that's going to be in Vegas. Now you're going to have built-in rivalries already off the bat because there's a team in Colorado. You got San Diego. You're bringing in Panther City this year in Fort Worth. The the West is going to be ridiculous in the NLL, first of all. like That's like seven teams in the West now. Um, and then from what we know, it's going to go to 16 teams before they kind of like take a pause on expansion. So there's still one more team up in the air. I mean, the way the NLL has been able to expand, I think the, the Colorado Mammoth owner said this he said the way that this league's been able to add so many teams over the last three years is incredible and that just shows like how legit the nll is getting yeah yeah it's and it's not just the NLL; it's lacrosse you know? yeah you're looking at d1 lacrosse clemson is about to bring in their women's team and a lot of those teams out west are trying to put together their own little pac-12 scenario out there like at every level there are more teams popping up year by year like lacrosse is just becoming more legit all the way across the country 
yeah, I mean, you had two sales of like two of the biggest franchises in the league too, like the Saskatchewan Rush sold locally, and then the New England Black Wolves sold relocated to Albany. I don't know which one it was. Uh, that was the right, but Nick Skevich said that one of those sales was like record high sale for a team in league history. So like, there's money being thrown around in this sport, and there are notable names involved in this sport now, whether it's the NLL, PLL, or in the college game, and truly could not be like at a more exciting time for the PL for like the PLL for the NLL for the game of lacrosse like. We are living in the golden age right now that is about to boom into like the gold rush of lacrosse. Yep. And and the gold rush is gonna be that first year that it's back in the Olympics. Yep. It's, it's gonna be an outpouring. It's gonna take over. The next big step is the sixteenth team getting added to the, the NLL, the rest of the, the MLL teams coming back into the PLL the Olympics, and then the video game. Yes. Once those four things happen, whenever they happen, whatever order they happen in, that's going to be like, holy shit, like, We've done we're it. here. Yep. And it's not, it's not going to stop. That's the crazy part, too, is like, that's just like the first block of like, that's the, the holy very, shit moment. The very tip of the iceberg. Yeah, like the foundation was like everything that's gotten it to there. The next level was like the PLL coming in, the NLL being able to expand as rapidly as they have. Um, you know, the the symbiotic relationship that the NLL and the PLL have, then the MLL getting merged with the PLL was like that next step of like okay, everybody's under one roof, like we're we're one league. And then those next couple of steps will be like that phase 4 and uh, we'll be heading into, like, what we are with Marvel right now. That's how I feel like my lacrosse. Lacrosse is literally like the MCU. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we've got a lot of different plot lines that are all slowly forming together. It was, like, the, the original, like, run-through of lacrosse is, like, that first run of, of Marvel and the Avengers, like, the origin stories, and, like, you didn't really know if the Avengers was going to happen, but then it happened, and it's like, okay, here we go. Phase two rolled out everything like plot lines to build up. It brought in new characters. And then phase three was like, okay, here's infinity war. Here's end game. Like we're going to do this thing like massively. Let's and do now we're going into phase four where it's just like, here you go. Here's everything you ever wanted to see. And it's like how they teach. It's like, we have these things in production. Like they're coming. That's how I feel about like these next couple of moves that the game of lacrosse is about to make. It's like we can see them on the horizon. They're not official yet, but we know they're coming. We all like no. We're all yeah. patiently waiting. Like, okay. Like, come on, give it Let's to Let's do us. this. We've been talking about it for five years now, <laughs> years now. Like, just just do it. I'm just I'm exact. And like seeing like the thing that got me, like I was like a kid on Christmas when I saw the the sleeper logo today. Like I was like, I don't even care about the press conference now. I, I tell me more about sleeper being involved. Like don't just say that they're a corporate. I want to know what what's the details. I I literally like almost dropped my phone and like I screamed. I was like, oh! I yelped. I ran into my mom's. My mom was reading a book when I got home from work and I had the thing ready to go, and I was like, my. Uh, 
Look, look, sleeper. Fantasy lacrosse is coming. I, I, I need it. I need it now. Like, I feel like J.G. Wentworth. I need it now. No free ads. I was about to say, I need J.G. Wentworth. Call eight seven seven Fantasy Lacrosse now. Right now. I cannot wait. Like, and like the the stuff that sleeper does just like giving stuff away on their app like there's a whole bunch of different like advice things like it's gonna open up so many different jobs too like you're gonna have fantasy lacrosse analysts coming through like it's massive i can't wait i'm i'm over the moon They get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My friends that don't play lacrosse better hope a few of my friends actually decide to play fantasy. Or my right. Team. Gonna be gross. <laughs> and be then, like, between like BetMGM, DraftKings with both leagues, like the gambling aspect is there, which is huge for, you know, just sports in general right now and getting their names out there on those apps. Like, just massive. Like, they, they talk about this league. These leagues are just like every way you turn, it's something new. Plus, we haven't even talked about college wise. The, the fucking legendary coaching staff that Syracuse is about to have. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. Like, Unreal. imagine being a 17-year-old and getting a phone call from Gary Gate and Coach Petro. I would just simply pass away. Oh, they'd be like, are you there? <laughs> My mouth just can't move. Just can't move. It's like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Yes, I'm coming. I'm coming to Syracuse. Yeah, what do you want me to visit tomorrow? Okay, we'll end on this. I got school tomorrow. Speaking of Syracuse, we'll end on this. Where's Tahoka end up? Oh wow, because he's transferring as an undergrad. Ooh, that's a good question. Do you think he's gonna want to stay? Around that area, or do you think I don't know. Gonna go I feel like Syracuse is on the table. Is he which... gonna go like big and just go to like UNC and replace Chris Gray? Like, well, Chris Gray's going back, is he? Yeah, Let's that's see. why he wasn't in the PLL draft. I that's... found that out after the draft. I was like, why did Chris Gray not get drafted? Yeah. And I found out he's going back. That's even scarier. He could, yeah, he could it's go like. To... <laughs> Does Tahoka like go to Syracuse or does he leave like the New York area? Does he go to Denver? Ooh, a lot of guys have been going out to Denver. Does he go to Maryland? No, I don't see him fitting in at Maryland. Me either. Ohio but it's like those big schools, I feel like he would. Ohio State, maybe. They're maybe. Kind of like, they've always been like one piece away. Does he go to Michigan? Yeah, okay. We won't see it. I would love it. You'd have season tickets immediately. (laughs) Yeah, I want Michigan to be good so bad. But, like, the best we're going to get was Mikey Slaughter, which, I mean, you see that. Yeah, Kyle Jackson. Yeah, Kyle Jackson's pretty good as well. Uh, Brent Noseworthy wasn't terrible. Mm -hmm. 
But like, I mean, they're not diamonds in the rough. Yeah, diamonds in the rough. Literally, <laughs> I don't want Tonka doesn't want to be another diamond in the rough. To go to Duke. That's what he turned into at, at Albany. Yeah. And toward the end, I mean, yeah, he could go back to Duke, or he could go to Duke, but I don't. I think it might be North Carolina or Syracuse. Yeah, I feel like Syracuse is like the obvious. Like, if I were a gambling man in terms of, like, setting odds, I feel like Syracuse would be the favorite. Just because of the coaching staff. I feel like they're they're a coaching staff that would, like, kind of, like, mentor him and get him ready for that next step because we all know he's going to go pro. What about Hopkins? That would be interesting. Because, like, I see, I just would, like, see him wanting to get back at Albany in some way. Yeah. So it'd be like Syracuse or Hopkins or something like that. Something that would like be kind of stingy. Because I feel like he only went to Albany because like, I mean, everyone else went to Albany. Yeah. And the thing with Syracuse is like, not that I think, you know, obviously it made headlines that like he got into altercations and stuff. And like Tahoka's a homie, like uh, he listens to the show. So like, does Syracuse want to make that like their first coaching staff move after everything they went through this year, you know, with the Scanlon issues and it would be talked about, obviously. And it's like, do they want to make those headlines as like their first move is like bringing in a guy who got dismissed from his team. I mean, I just think that coaching staff would like get like Tahoka back on track. Yeah. And I, get him prepared for the next level. I think it was more than just the team aspect for Tahoka. Yeah. It was a better decision for, for him to just leave altogether. So him going to a new place, no matter where it is, isn't even should that shouldn't even really be a concern. Yeah. But it's I gonna mean, be interesting. It will be and it will be talked about, but most anticipated transfer since Michael Sowers. Yeah, literally. <laughs> even though we all knew where he was going. Right. And then they still didn't win. Yeah. Unreal. It's unreal to see some of the transfers and how they played and to think the teams didn't win. That team was a legit super team. Yeah. And you don't have college super teams. What I will say is when JT got hurt, though. Oh, yeah, that messed everything up. That was like, oh, well, there's the game. I literally said it. As soon as he got hurt, I said, there's the game. And, And I knew it. I can't wait for JT to be on a PLL field oh man it's so upsetting we haven't seen it yet i hope it comes before the end of the year i know i feel like it's gonna be after all-star okay that could be enough. that's my guess all-star voting opening up today actually. that too which yeah. seems kind of early i felt like they were gonna do it like after this week yeah give you three games of sample sizes that's why like i'm kind of waiting I, I kind of yeah see. I need a little. I need to see consistency. I can't label you consistent until at least three games. We'll end on that. PLL tweeted, "Who's the lock to make the All Star team? Ooh. Who's your lock?" Okay, if we're looking in net, we gotta go. Burn Lauren Morocco. Okay, I don't hate that. Um, attack. I mean, Matty Ice. Can't, you can't not put Matt Rambo out there. Yeah. Um, RP3. Lyle. Lyle. Um, 
Wow. Uh, who else attack-wise? Marcus Holman, I guess. <laughs> that guy's been grand A man. I guess you could put the whole Archer's offense on it. Literally. <laughs> the entire be. Archer's. You could put the entire <laughs> Archer's <laughs> roster. Player as a lock, the Archer's offense. That, like, <laughs> that is an entire lock. A lock. Just the Archer's logo. You know, the Whip Snakes D is a lock. The I even think the Cannons D might be a lock altogether. That squad has been nice. Yes. So the fans will select the 22 starters for the All-Star game. It's six attackmen, six middies, six defenders, two goalies, two face-off. Okay. So face-off is going to be... TD and Nardella. TD and Joe, for sure. Goalies are probably going to be... Burn or Morocco. I don't hate that. Attacks Um, Attacks will be Grant, Rambo, Lyle, RP3... Sowers had a chance and he got hurt. I don't think he's going to get it. Will Manny. Okay. Even though I'd probably say Marcus Holman over Manny, to be honest. Both of them might make Like, that top three might make it for the Archers. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to think. uh, I mean, Ryan Drenner's got a chance if he balls out, like, leading up to All-Star. Um Jake Carraway has a chance. Hey, Jake Carraway. He literally just popped in my head, Jake Carraway. Um, um, Jordan Wolf would have been an aw- a lock almost if he didn't get hurt. If he can catch fire, Josh Byrne. That's true. That's true. Or Westberg. 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 He's been playing well, but he just doesn't get many opportunities because their offense doesn't get it a bunch. Does anybody from the Water Dogs have a chance? Not, oh, uh, Ryan Brown. Other than oh yeah, yeah, I was gonna say him and Drenner maybe, but I put. But they want to split it up and I'd have put, like I'd one put, guy from each team. It's gonna be probably Zed over Rambo. You think so? I think it might be. I don't know. I they'll think, they'll probably put two whip snakes in. I think yeah. It'll be Zed and Rambo. It'll be RP three. Lyle. Lyle Grant will be the archers. The archers might get two. It might be two archers, two wizards. Yeah. You can't deny those offenses have not been yeah. top tier. Damn. That's so tough. But then the woods are going to come in and get two in the midfield. Yeah. Miles and Sergio. Well, I mean, who do you pick from Miles, Sergio, Jules? Yeah. <laughs> and you could still consider Garns. Uh, yeah, mid a lot too. I think I would go Miles Jules right That's now. Cool. Like yeah, through two yeah. games, Miles Jules. They'd be the starters. Um, Connor Fields and Tom Schreiber. Schreiber. Um, we're already at four. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> um, Schlossy. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. If he doesn't get in, and Paul. And Paul. Uh, I'm going to be upset. I could see him not getting it, though, but I'm going to be upset. Yeah, I'll be very upset. He's deserved it 1,000%. Maybe Dane Smith might grab it over him. Dane. Good. Um, the Atlas got any by that. The Atlas mids have not really done too Not really. I've been really, like, kind of disappointed in Romar. I was expecting Yeah. He hasn't really shot much. 
No, no, not at all. Um, trying to think of who else on these teams. Chrome does Chrome have anyone? John Rannigan, maybe. Maybe. Justin Gutterding, if they want to consider him, maybe. maybe. Yeah, depending on how they. The midfield thing is going to be interesting, especially just yeah. like how guys have been moved to the midfield like this Steve year. Steve Dnap, you got uh, Dnapoli's totally making it. You got Jack Near, like all these guys. Yeah, are two ways. Like you can put them on offense or defense. Does Does Costabile get the nod for Atlas? Ooh, I, ooh, he might even take away one of the Woods spots. Yeah. He's definitely got to get a nod from, from that. I feel like I'm forgetting somebody that's on Chrome. I was trying to think. They have so many guys hurt. Yeah, I feel like it's Rannigan. If, it, if, if it, anybody. I mean, if you want to go D-Mitty, Will House, Terfanko. Yeah, yeah. They've been pretty They've nice. been balling. But, I mean, I think that if Chrome is going to get anyone in the, the game, it's going to be defense. Yeah, Joel White or Joel Mark, White totally or Manly. Yeah, as well. Um, Cade Van Rappahorst is going to Cade. Be Cade will probably be one of the Atlas guys if Trevor um, doesn't make it. Take your choice from the Cannons or the Whip Snakes. Take your choice from the Redwoods. I mean, those are kind of going to be up in the air. Those three teams, Archers. I think it's going to be Scotty Scotty Ratcliffe. Yeah, Scotty Ratcliffe maybe. Maybe McMahon slides in there over him, maybe. But I, I mean, defense, Jack Kilty's a lock. Oh, he better be. He's a lock. He better be. If he's it's not, gonna, it's going to be Jack Kilty and the Whip Snakes. <laughs> 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 what a, it's a band name. That is, that is. <laughs> and the Whip Snakes. Glazner will probably make it for defense. Oh, he better. I think he's been the best on-ball defender all year. Yeah. I think Glazner makes it over Apple. He better. I like uh, Apple, but yeah. Glaze is the top guy. He's top dog, for sure. I mean, you, you would figure somebody from that Archer's defense is making it because they've been disgusting. I think either Ratliff or, or McMahon. They're kind of, they've kind of been the staple of that defense since... Woman. Graham Hasek's been a stud. Warren Jeffrey's been a stud. Maybe Hasek. Hasek has been very nice. He's so good. I it's love a- that his nickname is Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you call him? That's perfect. He looks just like a cyborg. That is perfect. Nobody pulls off the bald look better than Graham Hasek. <laughs> no. No. Maybe Andy Towers. It's so Yeah. That's probably <laughs> it. Maybe the only other one. Greg That's probably. Was, Greg was pretty good with it too. Yeah, I, I will say. There's so many. That's so ridiculous that it's only 22 guys. So That's I guess the, the rest are gonna be like reserves. Yeah, post pick reserves, I guess. Which is good because I feel yeah. like they might have a little bit better grasp. But who? Just and there's <laughs> and there's guys that. We'll play like compete in the skills competition that aren't in the All Star game that we saw no. in 2019. So, so like, new is probably going to be in. Jay new is probably going to be in. Deemer. Ooh, Deemer class is going to be in something. He's probably going to do the the accuracy thing again. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. They need to do like a something with passing. Yeah. They need to have like a quick stick tournament. 
Imagine yes. it's like a massive quick stick tournament. With, like with the PLL minis. Oh, and it's just like half the league doing quick stick with PLL minis. Three on three fiddlesticks. Yes. They yes. Why I not? Why not? Speed lacrosse, do tennis balls and like the, the weird looking mess. Just all start I would be kind of disappointed if they don't try to attempt playing sixes in the all-star game. I feel like that's the perfect opportunity to like put it on display and see how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that needs to happen. Sixes for the all-star game. Why not? Like play a quarter of sixes. They played different rules each quarter in 2019. Yeah, why not? I don't see why it wouldn't work. Play sixes for like the third quarter. That needs to happen. That needs to happen. I'd be shocked if it doesn't. I want to see overtime change too. What were the overtime rules? I don't think they had overtime rules. for, But I think it should be like 3v3. Plus one attack and one D from each team. That would be sick. That should just be traditional. Like, I mean, it'd be kind of like it would make that first face-off like all it. Yeah. That's it. You lose that first face-off, you probably lose the game. Probably. That's like true sudden death. Yeah, and it's like your goalie better be ready. It's like that that save could be the one. Like that might take the that might take the game to the next level, to be honest. People are yeah. Like, this is this is crazy. Imagine if they did just a shootout, or even or even if they did like five v five instead of six v six, or a shootout. Oh my! <laughs> oh my! But but like, how do you make the rules for the shootout? Like, yeah, like NHL, where you just have to keep moving forward. Start from midfield. Yeah, you start from midfield. You have to constantly move forward. Or like, do you say like? Have to cradle. You can't get more than five five inches <laughs> like closer than that, you know. Like, shootout, you gotta shoot from outside the two point arc. Yeah, like you know, is it a legit shootout or is it like hey NHL type shootout? Do what you want. Or it's like you have two guys that shoot in the arc and then you have to have two point shooters. Ooh. Or like That's three cool. guys shoot in inside the arc and then you have to have two two guys that have to attempt a two pointer. I say, or maybe it's like, um, kind of like how they do with um, OT in college football, where after a while, it's kind of like, okay, now you have to go for twos. So yeah. Let them do whatever, and then it's like, okay, from you know the fifth round on, it's all two pointers. I would, yeah, I like that. That that would be kind of sweet. And then it's like, okay, we're probably going to see some some BT some bombs in the world. We're going to see some crazy stuff, and then it's like, okay, you guys are doing that. Let's see the bombs. Let's see what's. Let's see who can really shoot. Dude, imagine if they just had a horse competition in the, in the skills challenge. Oh, 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 I would love it if they played horse. Crossbar. Just, just hire us. PLO, hire us. Look at look at these ideas we're giving you for free. For free right now. Free. Next one is going to cost you. <laughs> it is going to be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a salary. You could pay you could pay me a merch to be honest. <laughs> Just decorate your man cave. You could pay me a merch and I'd be a okay. Yeah. Look at these ideas we're coming up with the all-star game. 
Just make it happen. See, these are all things I'm going to ask Mike Rabel now. And I mean, to be honest, it's like there's not, you know, you can only really have like one skills comp. But like you can't have like a, unless they wanted to do kind of like a, a rising stars game like the NBA does. I would love that. So it's all the young guys that aren't all stars. So Dude, like, why do they not have that? But then again, it's like some of these young guys are definitely going to be all stars. Like yeah, so it's like you got to leave it to if you're not an all star. You're playing in the Rising Stars game. You're playing this, or like you're, we're gonna do uh, let's break everybody else up into three v three and do like a tournament. Mm-hmm. Like some. This like is that. why the All Star Weekend and the PLL needs to be more than just one day. Yeah, so it can be like an entire weekend. Literally, have like, there's plenty of stuff to do to make Friday it. Friday night Rising Stars and USA versus World. Yes. Why did they not have that? Yes. Like with the amount of Canadian guys, the amount of near uh, Native American, like Iroquois national guys, like you could literally have USA versus the world. Check this. They take the college squad that just won Natties and put it up against Why not? the guys that don't make the, the play uh the all star. Why not? Look at these ideas for free. Like, oh man, I would love that. Watch, San Jose is gonna roll around. And all of these things are gonna happen. No, let me backtrack real quick. <laughs> let me. Uh, we have evidence. This is this. This was. This is documented. <laughs> documented evidence. Yeah, we and that's just adds to the argument that PLL All Star Weekend needs to be a weekend and not just a Sunday. Yes. Because yeah. I will continue to call it All Star Sunday until it is changed to a weekend. Yeah, because like I mean, it needs to be a weekend. There's so much that could be done to make it a weekend. Also, can we get the 2019 All Star jerseys back in the store? Oh. <laughs> I tweeted that the other day. I need, I need. I they were so nice. I, I wonder what they're going to come out with this year. Yeah, I, I hope know. they're similar or just as like we, better. We, we still need the tags though on the back of the jersey. Yeah, those are fire. And now that the customs are here. Yeah, yeah. I might. I, might I just need to. that black tie-dye jersey back. That thing was so clean. And I can't find it anywhere online to buy. Yeah. So if somebody has a plug. Let me know. Let me know them PLL jerseys fit kind of fit kind of snug. So give me a double XL black <laughs> tie-dye all-star game jersey. Let your boy know. Slide in the DMs. Uh, but I think that's all we got for you guys. It was a lot, but we'll be back, uh, later this week, breaking down everything that's going to happen in Baltimore. We will be in Baltimore. Uh, so if you're there, come say hi, say what's up. It's going to be one hell of a weekend in Homewood. Um, can't wait for it. Excited to be back on the road. Hopefully no flat tires this time. Uh, (laughs) thankfully it is a much shorter ride than it is to Massachusetts, but Make sure you guys are following us on social media at OTB Laxpod on Twitter and Instagram. Just keep up to date with literally everything we're doing. Uh, you're going to have video recaps of all the games again, like we did in Massachusetts. Whole bunch of fun content. So at OTB Laxpod, you can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. You can follow Harrison on Twitter at HarryGK83. Follow Dom on Twitter at Watch Lifestyle. Drop the social handles for the people, DJ. At capital S, at capital C, lowercase s, underscore next great is my Twitter. 
And honestly, get on there and all my other socials are connected so you can find everything else from there. Follow the man. He deserves to be blown up Twitter-wise. He needs more followers, so follow the man. Because uh, like we said, it was not going to be the last time he was on the podcast. And look, three straight episodes. He's here. He brings the content. He brings the boom. Uh, and of course, check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com for all of our written content. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, let us know how you feel about what t- uh, you know teams are going to end up in what city for the PLL eventually. Uh, let us know if you're going to be in Baltimore. Let us know what the team name is going to be for the Las Vegas team, how you feel about potential fantasy lacrosse being on Sleeper. Sleeper, if you want to sponsor us, let me know. Let's Let's work out a deal. We'll put your logo right on our podcast art, and you guys can be the presenting sponsor if you pay us enough. Uh, five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. We know they're five stars. You can also check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. We'll be back probably on Thursday with our preview for Baltimore and uh, all that good, yummy content for another PLL weekend that is finally here. It was it was a very wild bye week. We, we started the podcast off saying it was a bye week that didn't feel like one. That is 100% accurate, uh, but very excited to have games back this week, next week, and then uh, season's going to be like halfway over, which is wild to think about. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Tomahawk Shades. Use promo code USP at TomahawkShades.com for 25% off at checkout your entire order and free domestic shipping on all orders. Our friends at Stateside Vodka, if you want to get the one-liter bottles, you can help support us by using our code USP to get 10% off those bad boys and get the vodka soda party pack. It's a banger. Everybody's raving about it. Go get those bad boys. Got to be 21 or older to purchase, and please drink responsibly. And go to KenwoodBeer.com. Our friends at Kenwood Beer just got brand new batch of beer in. KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenny on tap. And like I said, got to be 21 or older to drink, to enjoy. And, of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 173 of the Outside the Box podcast, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For DJ, I'm KB. We'll catch you guys later this week. Peace. Peace.